our value is is inherit it's it's there period it has absolutely nothing to do with what we do and and it's beautiful because when you tie it to salvation like you see like yeah you know jesus has done all the work that we need to do in order to get to heaven we do absolutely nothing hey welcome to the hustle differently podcast a space for millennial professionals who are navigating career curveballs while driving closer to christ I'm Adriana, and each episode I chat with millennial professionals about the spiritual lessons they've learned in their career journey. I'm super excited for today's episode because it's part one of an hour-long conversation with Valerie Sagamini. Valerie is a photographer and ministry leader. We talk about the lessons she's learned about her worth, value, and identity in Christ as she journeyed through unemployment and failure through entrepreneurship. In some way, we've all struggled with questions of self-worth and identity, and I enjoyed chatting with Valerie. There's so many gems in this two-part series, so let's just jump into the conversation. I am so excited to have Valerie here on this episode. I had the opportunity to listen to Valerie's new podcast, Via Sangrada, which means Holy Way. And her first episode, I thought was very vulnerable and beautiful. I I live for vulnerable moments, vulnerable moments that are healthy, right? But that are also very conducive to reflection and personal growth. What you were talking about is like the conversations that I want to have here and the ways that I want to have conversations that provoke thought for other millennials professionals about the work that they're doing and in their professional journey. And I was like, okay, I need Valerie's like thoughtfulness and (laughs) I need it here on the Hustle Curly podcast. So I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. (laughs) What sparked the podcast, that episode for you. And tell me a little bit about what you were talking about, because some of the listeners haven't heard the episode, but I definitely recommend that they go listen to it. The episode is about the God of Adventure. Basically, I really felt like last year, I got to know God in a different way. And the way was actually through not having employment. And that was actually something that really I struggle with because I find that I'm a person that loves productivity. I find a person that actually really does love work. And I think that's a healthy thing. But I also think that many of us can find our value in our work and our worth in our work. So when I didn't have it, I felt like I was kind of flailing around like, oh my goodness, what, where is my worth? Where is my value? How can I find it again? The episode is about the God of Adventure, which basically explores this idea that God doesn't have this linear way of planning our lives, that there's often detours, and those detours have lessons for us. I just explore how that lesson, I was taught that lesson last year, and how I'm still going through it even right now. So I think that that's basically what the episode is about, just God being an adventurous God that doesn't have a a nicely packaged plan for us, but has a deeper a deeper route and a deeper adventure for us to explore of life and to discover new things. So the reason why I even started the podcast was because I was going through that. I was going through some really difficult times in my spiritual walk. I think that I've always been fairly put together when it comes to my spiritual walk and I think it's because I've always had what I've wanted. 
in some ways, um, especially like during my beginning years to now. And I think that once I was kind of taken away from some of those things, it really made me reflect on who God was. And I wanted to record those experiences and I wanted to help other people that were going through this, through those experiences to kind of just head, head them, you know, like head on and uh, not be afraid to kind of find out, find out what the holy way was really about, that it wasn't just, you know, a nicely packaged, I don't know what to call it, a nicely packaged uh, gift, um, but that it was going to be a messy adventure. I love that you refer to God as the God of adventure, which is a description that I've never heard before. I've never, never heard somebody call a God of adventure, but listening to the episode it made so much sense about the journey that we take in our lives with God the way that he leads us the way that we like try to be intentional (laughs) about like understanding where we are and like the idea of like where we envision ourselves and like trying to figure out like is that where God wants me to go like am I in the right place (laughs) am I in the right place (laughs) yes it's so challenging and so difficult and I want to talk a little bit more about it because you in that first episode you talked about how you left your full-time job and you started a business which is so courageous and risky (laughs) (laughs) and I live for courageous moments too dang I live for vulnerable (laughs) moments and courageous moments it's just all the feels (laughs) okay I mean I like that I'm down (laughs) but I do I think it's courageous because I feel like right now especially like millennials I love the conversations about you know people are wanting to be entrepreneurs but also wanting to use their their resources to create the ideas that they have and I love that but there isn't always conversations about like the failures right like I I had this vision I started this like I took the big move to even do it and then it didn't even work out I would love to like talk to you a little bit about that like what was that like for you and kind of like what helped you through that Oof, my goodness I think that one thing that you said is something that has recurringly come back to me is this idea of like am I in the right place uh like that question when I was a chaplain at the university that I used to attend I had all the time girls asking me am I like in the right major am I in the right space like am I going towards the right career And that question to this day is something that I struggle with. And I think that, yeah, like I I realize that a lot of times we do ask that question and it's a good question to ask, you know, like we want to be on the path of Christ. And I think that we can kind of scare ourselves sometimes. So whenever I think about this question now, I think about God in a much more spontaneous way uh, than I used to. I I still do struggle with that. I still ask God that question, like, am I in the right place, God? <laughs> Is this your will for my life? But I remember I told this girl one time, because she was like, am I supposed to do psychology? Am I supposed to do nursing? Am I in the right place? I was like, look, if you have the gifts that God gave you, just go towards that. Like, I don't know what to tell you, you know? Like, I think that we can get definitely get tripped up on that but you had asked me about the entrepreneur jump (laughs) and the failure of it it was two years ago that I left my job as a humanitarian with a really really great organization they do work abroad in Syria 
in Lebanon and even here in the U.S. Or and they started doing things in Venezuela too. So they just have done humanitarian work all over the place. I was just so excited to be a part of this organization. But at one day, I don't know why, uh, God kind of just started pulling on my heart and saying like, hey, like I need you to leave this place. That was kind of a hard thing. Like I really had to weigh, you know, like, okay, what am I going to do after? You know, like I need to have something. And I, and I do think in some ways there was some rest, restlessness because I didn't feel like there was enough opportunity to grow in that position. And I had even approached uh, the CEO of the organization and I had said like, hey, like I really would like to try these other spaces. At first it was like, yeah, let's do it. And then it was kind of like, there was just a moment of there wasn't, the opportunity didn't actually come to happen. When that happened, it was kind of another sign of, okay, like maybe I do need to step away from this organization and look elsewhere. But I had decided I was like getting really creative. I, I didn't know I had a really creative side of me because I've always been very much like practical. Like I just want to help the world and creativity doesn't really seem like something like, how do I help the world with creativity? <laughs> so I decided that I was going to, well, uh, through much prayer with my husband, we were praying about it and, you know, really seeking the Lord and asking him like, all right, like, should I step away? Should I not? So I did decide to step away from the organization and I decided to start my own photography business. And at first it was like this really exciting thing where, you know, like you see things on YouTube and on Instagram, and there's people building up their businesses and they're like booming and they're growing and there's so many followers and, and they're getting jobs left and right. And I thought that was going to be my experience. Basically, I was I just had this idea that it was all going to be perfect and there was going to be no obstacles, but I would have to work hard, of course. So I signed up for courses and I started doing all of the work that I needed to do as I became an independent person and, you know, my own boss. And then after about a year of trying to really get this business going and now into the second year, <laughs> I really realized that it was one something that I wasn't actually like wasn't sustainable for me that I wasn't I didn't have necessarily the personality to be an entrepreneur I wouldn't say that there are personalities but I just didn't have the motivation I would say not personality I didn't necessarily have the motivation to really market myself it was really difficult for me to get uh, jobs basically <laughs> for me to get clients um so after two years of trying. And I mean, I did get jobs and I really did enjoy them, but I really realized like, okay, whenever I am taking photos, I am very stressed. Like I'm like sweating like crazy. I'm, I'm really nervous. I'm not going to get these things right. It, it's just so many different things that were compounding together that were kind of like, well, maybe this isn't the space that you actually want to be in. And I think that that was a really, really hard hard thing for me to actually realize because I wanted to make it work so badly. I, I wanted to be in that space. I wanted to be that entrepreneur. But then after trying and really real and actually not just trying, but actually seeing what the entrepreneurial life is like, although it is so cool to have your own flexible schedule. Like I missed having coworkers. I miss being able to, you know, go to a meeting and have um, our organizational goals and mission and being able to do my part in order to help those things get accomplished. So after time, 
I was like, well, maybe this is it for me. I really felt like God in some ways tricked me from leaving my job because he knows I would never have done that on my own. Like I wouldn't just leave a job just to leave a job. Like I would have to leave a job to go to another one. I think most people would do that, right? Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to leave a job to just do nothing. I was going to have my own business, but then I left my job to do, not to do nothing because I still do work. Um, I work in several different places and I have several different jobs, but small jobs. But in that time, it really made me reflect and think like, okay, clearly there's something that you wanted me to experience right now. And I don't know what that is. And that's kind of when I, I mean, I'm, it's just to be real, like that's when I fell into depression and I was like, where is God? Where is my worth? Where is my value? Have I disappointed you? And I had to go to therapy and honestly, my therapist was really what helped me to turn around and to see things differently and to realize that my worth wasn't found in my work. Um, but it was, it was a hard journey. So there's a lot of things that you said, and I was like, oh. Like, I know. See, you got to just stop me. Just jump in. <laughs> no, but I just, I like, I don't want to interrupt the thread of thought. Um, but yeah, okay. So when you talked about, man, feeling like God, like you tricked me. Like, this is like, this is like not what I would have done. But I was like trying to take like a leap of faith. And I know like even in my journey, I felt like that. Like I felt like this tugging of taking like risk in my professional journey and what I expected to be the outcome was not it. And I'm like living in the reality of like, I did this thing and where's the fruit of like (laughs) my act of faith, God? (laughs) Where is the fruit? I don't see it. (laughs) And it's such like a real emotion. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know if it's, it was me, God, if I didn't interpret what you said correctly or right. if, or if like God, like you just are being like shady right now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I know that's not who God is, but I feel like it's kind of shady right now. I just don't get, I can't connect the dots. So I definitely resonate with what you're saying. And, you know, you coming to the conclusion of like your worth within your work. It was like tied, you know, your identity was tied to that. And I think as millennials, like I live in DC where like when you meet somebody, the first question you ask is, what do you do? You know, like, what do you do? Or like, where are you from? Because everybody in DC is like a transplant and is from some, some other place. So it's like, it's so much tied to like who we are, especially as millennials. And I, and I would love to kind of talk to you a little bit more about that, like that idea of worth and like you coming to that kind of like realization And now where do you kind of draw your worth from and how did you kind of come to that sort of like answer? I think that as, and honestly, this is something that like after much reflection, I was like, man, like this really is an issue in our society and with our generation because yeah, I think that all of us probably grew up with parents who were like, you have to go get your master's, you have to get your bachelor's, you have to get your PhD because we want you to become something in life. Like this is a seriously inherent American value that we have. And I'm not sure like if if Canadians can say the same thing or if Australians can say the same thing or Indians can say the same thing. You know, like I 
I'm not sure if that same value is there because I think that in some ways, maybe as Americans, we're very individualistic and we value independence, especially financial independence. And maybe in other countries, that's not the case. They're maybe more collectivistic and have, I don't know, not so much a, an emphasis yeah. on work. Which is true. And in places like France, where it's like time with family and community is so important, like they'll take a full hour of the lunchtime just to be in community, you know? Right. Whereas in America, that's not necessarily the case. It's like, if you're a workaholic, you're like praised because you'll see the fruit of like your hard work, like your burnout, you know? Exactly. Which is really toxic. It is toxic. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I don't necessarily think that that's, um, I think that work and purpose are good things and they are heavenly values. I think that, you know, we were placed in the Garden of Eden to work and to tend the garden, but I don't think that it was supposed to be the way that we've made it, that our value is tied to the work that we do. And I think that we even have, you know, like in the scriptures, we see that there's like different spaces where God is asking people to stop working. We see people, I mean, we see like, for example, the Sabbath, which is a command to seize, you know, to stop working. And I think that that is like an inherent value for God. Like he himself stopped after he created the world just to dwell and to be with people. And I think that that tells us about who God is. And I think that God wants to shake away some of those toxic ideas that we do have about ourselves, about other people, about our society, that in order for anyone to be valuable, that they have to be working. And, and I, I don't know, like, I still actually, I, I do think that I need to explore it even more because I can think about so many other different ways that we as a society do place that value. But honestly, it, it was a really hard thing for me to shake away. And I, and I like I said earlier, I, had I not walked away from my job or, you know, be tricked into walking away from my job, I don't think that God could have showed it to me. You know, like, how am I going to really see that unless I experience it myself? You know, and, and I think that he knew that for me, I needed to understand this lesson and, and to share it with others as well. Our value is is inherent. It's it's there, period. It has absolutely nothing to do with what we do. And, and it's beautiful because when you tie it to salvation, like you see like, yeah, you know, Jesus has done all the work that we need to do in order to get to heaven. We do absolutely nothing. I think that that's something that he has to teach all of the Americans in the United States of America because we do have that cultural value. I think what sparked this idea of work and identity was, I don't know if you read Timothy Keller's book, Every Good Endeavor. No, I haven't. Yeah, I think you would really, really like it. He talks a lot about connecting our work to God's work. And he uses the story of Adam and Eve in the garden, which you mentioned, as the basis of, you know, we are intended to work. God has given us work in order to be kind of like partners in this this story, right? Although our value and our identity isn't tied to the work, we are in the image of God. God created. He worked. Being in his image, we also create and we work. But not for ourselves, but to give God glory. So I think you would really like the book. So I recommend that. You know, you talked about this, the, the gospel, right? Like the story of Jesus and that our salvation is tied to him, right? Our identity and who we are is tied to him. Like the fact that he died, right? And sacrificed yes. himself because he loved us. And there's there's so many places in the Bible that where God tells us who we are. We are his children, right? Like he loves us. And I believe because of 
we as humans and knowing that there is sin in the world, I think we understand sometimes our flaws. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we under- understand our flaws from like a human perspective, but and also for some of us, we understand it from also a spiritual perspective. We wrap ourselves in our work yes. to ho- in hopes that our accomplishments will like reveal like our like value. Like people will be like, yes. people will get it, you know, like yes. it'll somehow fill this void, you know, and the more we work and the more we like build accomplishments, we then will feel we matter but then it becomes like this like you're chasing what is it like that um when they say like the little rabbit chasing the carrot like but you're, it's like on a string you're yeah. never gonna get it you know because like you're, you're it's like a cycle you're constantly like trying to work for this gratification that's not mm-hmm. really rooted yes. in anything it's very fleeting and I, that, that's what I thought as you were were talking yeah and it's true I think that we do chase after this feeling um, of being desired and loved because of what we do. And it's crazy to think that, yeah, like God is like, that's just not the way that it works. You're going the wrong direction, you know, like you're trying to do so that you can be loved when you are already loved. And for that reason, you can do freely, you know, and I think that what we do is we, we taint it. And it's so human of us, you know, to, to think that uh, we have to do in order to be loved. But I think it's beautiful. I think it's amazing that, and, and that's where, yeah, now I, I see like, okay, it's not, has absolutely nothing to do with what I do, but I'm just loved and, and I'm grateful and I have to come to the well of living water that tells me that it has absolutely nothing to do with what I do, um, but that I can do freely because, and live freely because I know that I'm loved and I know that my value is already there. It's really hard though. I I think that like when you come to the day to day, sometimes it's hard to do that, to really realize that truth, you know? And I think that the devil is trying to hide that, you know, like he's like, I don't want you to see, (laughs) I don't want you to see that you're loved, you know, I don't want you to see that you're cared for. And I think that there's many different ways that he tries to stop us from realizing that. But we have very much all of the truth laid out before us through Jesus' sacrifice that we are loved and that through that we can be free. So, yeah, it's a struggle, but it is, I think that once we come to that realization, and it'll it'll be hard, like that's a daily thing, you know, like we have to know that and we have to be confident of that. I think that oh, there's so many times where I'm like, uh, I know, like I'm not doing enough, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing the other and then I realized, like, oh, like, am I saying that? Or is, you know, am I being influenced in believing that I'm not loved? You know, like, or am I being influenced into believing that I'm not worthy? And I just have to stop myself and think, like, oh, no. <laughs> like, confidently just say, like, that spirit is not welcome here. I need the spirit of Christ that tells me that I have peace, love, kindness, you know, joy, all of the things that the Holy Spirit gives. So, yeah. Accomplishments in work are not a bad thing right and but also when you're unemployed because I know even times when I've been unemployed right like you said I felt like man I'm not doing anything but of course there are things that you could be doing when you're unemployed that could be productive (laughs) but I think in those moments where you're unemployed you feel like you need God so much but I think Mm. in those moments you of course you do need God and it's also the power of God that works in you but I think it's also you need God in those moments of accomplishments too. And I think sometimes in those moments yes. of accomplishments, we kind of like 
I know even in my experience, I don't want to say we, I'm going to talk about me. We, <laughs> I know that I, I know that I have been like, oh man, like I just did that. Okay. Next time I got it. Like, <laughs> like I, I got it. <laughs> I got the next, I got the next one. Honestly, I'd be like, God, I, I got, I got the next one. And it's like, mm, God is like, mm, do you Adriana? <laughs> do, do you got it? <laughs> you know? And I think so, <laughs> sometimes like I also could like lose track of like, in those moments of like unemployment where I feel like God, I'm like desperate for you. I need to also mm. be desperate for God in those moments where I feel like I'm at my peak and like yes. I am using my gifts yeah. at my full capacity and I'm being authentic and and like I have like my squad with me, you know? <laughs> like in those moments too, like it is also the power of God working through me and it, I also yes. desperately need God, even though mm-hmm. like in a superficial and humanistic way, like I have the tangible things that tells me that I am okay, you know? Mm-hmm. I need mm-hmm. God in those moments too. And it's that, that, that it's, it's honestly that realization like, regardless of where you are in like your journey your professional journey at your peak or at your quote unquote I'm using quotes at your lowest because unemployment could also be very fulfilling and you can learn so much and you can grow so much in your skill sets and even your relationship with God both those experiences are very important I wanted to just quickly read something because I wanted to pull up this devotional that I read and it kind of talks to this this is from the the bible app they have like those devotional plans and this plan is called c.s lewis and the call to create so it uses the story like the professional journey of c.s lewis to talk about this idea of how we're called like god has called us to create and having that courage to create so this is the end of one of the devotionals and it says as christians we know that the work of salvation is complete and that brings an entirely different motivation to our work because jesus said it is finished we no longer have to use our work as a means of saving ourselves the gospel frees us to create for the pure joy of creating, not seeking fortune or fame, but the fame of the one who has called us to create in ways that redeem every square inch of creation. Oof. Powerful. Yes. Powerful. That is just, I mean, that's hitting me right now. I mean, you need to send that to me because that's so true. You know, like, I think that w- our our motivations could even be to please our parents, you know, like, or, to, and, and that's not necessarily a bad motivation. Like, yeah, you know, like I want to please my parents because we have a job and, you know, we're moving up in our, in our jobs. Or it can be, you know, fame or fortune, like he said. But man, that, that is beautiful that we can create just purely out of joy and gratifying the Lord just for that reason. Like that is just a completely different way to hustle, mm-hmm. you know, hustle differently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> use oh. your podcast name. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's beautiful. And it reminds me because I've been reading lately through Genesis and I just, I just finished reading through Joseph's story and how he goes, you know, he has his ups and up and down moments clearly where he's going through life and he's the favorite son of his dad know with this coat of many colors and then he's thrown into a pit and then sold off to slavery in Egypt and then while he's there he moves up the ranks and then he then is placed in jail and then he's in jail for several years and then finally he comes out again and then he just keeps going in an upward direction you know, I guess earthly wise what we would think but in each space he has there's a purpose and it's just so beautiful to see that like yeah 
there's going to be moments where we're not where we want to be in our career or we're not going to want, we're not where we want to be in our life, maybe. It's the difficult part of being a disciple of Jesus, but it is also something that really does divorce us from the earthly values of wanting to get worth and value through what we do or through the status that we have in life to just realize that God has a plan even when we're in the lowest of lows, you know, like that he's preparing us for something in that moment, for something that we wouldn't be prepared for had we just gone through life willy-nilly, you know, like with no issues. So I think that that's something that I know, like when I look through the scriptures now, I see that, you know, like I'm like, oh my gosh, you were like thrown in jail again or you were thrown in the pit twice, you know, once by your brothers and now by Potiphar's wife and Potiphar. After that, you see the fruit of him just patiently believing in God through that time. You know, like that, although it didn't look like the way he wanted to to look, in the end, he was able to see that, no, like the faithfulness to Christ is above all. And that, yeah, his labor will be rewarded eventually. Maybe not now, maybe not on earth, maybe in heaven. So, so many different reasons to just look at things differently. So this was part one of my conversation with Valerie. My biggest takeaway from this conversation is that our feelings are real and valid, but without the perspective of the true character of God and how he views us as beloved, our feelings alone can only lead us away from what God is truly trying to show us and teach us in this adventurous life. Honestly, I can't wait for you to hear the rest of this conversation. So as an appreciation for being a listener of the Hustle Differently podcast, here's a clip of part two. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with yelling at God or really letting him know how you feel. Uh, But there's going to be moments where God's like, well, (laughs) if only you knew, you know, what I was doing in your heart and then also in this world, then you would see, you know, like that there is something better that I have. And maybe it doesn't look like what we expect, like you were saying. Maybe it looks different. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can access the show notes in the description and the transcripts on hustledifferently.com. I'm inviting you to share this episode with your friends and people you think would resonate with this content. To make sure you do not miss the next episode, click the subscribe button. And lastly, please rate the podcast and leave a review in the Apple Podcast app. It will help this podcast reach more people and let them know why they should listen. Thank you for your support. In this conversation, Valerie and I chat about unemployment and our conversation about unemployment is very simplistic everyone experiences unemployment differently and for some it is their lowest point because of the responsibility of bills and feeding children and potential of eviction and for others because of financial stability and the support of others and savings there is the opportunity for reflection and creative expression and to take a long sabbatical So I do want to make sure that that is mentioned and that we are not negating the fact that everyone experiences unemployment differently. And it is a hardship 